Welcome to episode 34 of Monday State of Mind. My name is Michael Arnold, and I am the Director of Alumni and Recovery Support Services for the Harmony Foundation. All right, as you all know, it is December. We are in the middle of our final theme for 2020, which for some of you that have been tuning in all along, you know what that theme is. That theme that we're talking about right now is reacting to change, right? It's a really great topic. I feel, especially for closing out 2020, going into 2021. If this is your first episode tuning into Monday State of Mind, head on back to episode one and just take those five minutes just to get to know me a little bit better and to know the why behind Monday State of Mind. All right, you guys, whether you're listening to your Christmas music, like me, I have NSYNC on repeat right now. Don't judge, you know you like it. Maybe some Mariah Carey, I don't know. Michael Buble, if you're listening to any of those favorites, go ahead and just take a pause, turn those background noises off and really tune into today because this guest is someone that all of you who have been very active listeners already know. This guest is actually someone who has quickly become one of my most popular guests. You know, I was chatting with this amazing human before we started recording and I was like, you know, buddy, I think it's like that Rico Suave thing you got going on. Maybe it's just the way you just flow when you get in the zone of talking about these topics because this guy can spit mad game on any topic that I present on. And I'm so excited to have this amazing human back. So to the audience, to the world, will you go ahead and let them know who you are again? Yeah, sure, Michael. Thank you for that introduction. It's very, very, very kind. And if I'm having any success here while working with you on this podcast, I think it's more due to following your lead here. So I thank you and appreciate you for having me on and the work that you're doing, not only for the Harmony Foundation, but the recovery community in general. My name is Brian Tierney. I work with uh, Red Rock Recovery Center. I am our clinical outreach manager, and uh, I'm a person in, in long-term recovery. You are, and you're just, you know, just one wicked awesome human being. Just so you guys know, I forgot to mention earlier, Brian Tierney was on episode four, and he talked all about the stories we tell ourselves. So if you haven't listened to Brian Tierney's first episode, go to episode four. That is where he is, and your life will forever be changed. And it's going to be changed now, talking about change. So Brian Tierney, when I bring up the word change, I talked about this in my first episode for the theme for this month. Change for me was something that I totally disliked. I put my heels in the ground and it's, and it's super uncomfortable. And so when I bring up the word change to you and reacting to change, what are your immediate thoughts presently? And even how did you react to change beforehand, even pre-recovery? This is a great topic and a great question. Generally, change for me, what comes up is uncertainty. When I think of change, I think of the uncertain, and that brings a level of risk to it. And the reason why change can be very difficult is at times that change, there's that unpredictability with it. There's that uncertainty and there's that inability to, to move through that and, and take the risk of, of navigating uh, a new territory and engaging in, in a new experience. 
before I really got into recovery, I had no real way to react to change. Change was very scary. And the ways in which I tried to to navigate it were incredibly ineffective. Drinking over it or just engaging in alcoholic and drug, drug addicted kind of behavior, really anything that was new that came into my system was met with this fear and was met with this, this inability to embrace it or navigate it. And usually what that looked like was me then drinking or using or doing some or lying or manipulating or whatever I had to do to kind of avoid that change or get through it on my terms. And that, that rarely worked out for me. Now in recovery, what that has done for me in my response to change and, and how I deal with it and how I kind of react to the human experience, because change is a constant. That's not, that's what you're going to happen. No matter what's going on in life, changes there, things evolve, things grow nothing is stagnant. Life is a very dynamic experience. So when I'm thinking about what helps me react or engage with that dynamic nature of experiencing the human condition, it is really comes down to feeling safe. When I think about it, change and being able to navigate changes is, is about feeling safe and being feeling safe enough to take the risk of engaging in a new experience. If I don't feel safe to do that, I'm, I'm going to retreat into myself. I'm going to be crippled by my fear. My fear is going to overcome my ability to positively move through a, a dynamic experience or you know, have some level of grace with a new challenging situation that's coming up. So underlying what the reaction to change is for me is about creating an experience where I, I can tap into some level of security and safety within myself. And how I do that is, you know, engaging for me. I'm a, I have a 12 step background. I also have a, a therapy background. I, I believe in all pathways to recovery. So whatever speaks to you, you know, go after it, but do that work on yourself to feel secure internally, to feel that sense of safety and comfortability in your own skin and then that change isn't going to be able to, to rock your world as much. And that's really been a foundational kind of aspect for me is that when I'm thinking about if I'm having a challenging experience with, with change, okay, what am I doing on my fundamentals for my safety, my inner security, my, my connection to, you know, for me, 12-step person connection to higher power uh, or whatever that connection is for you. What am I doing to, to maintain that kind of foundation? Because that's going to provide me with a sense of security that's going to allow me to not be so moved or destabilized by some change or a challenging experience. I love that you said, because I'm, I'm a firm believer also too, that change is the only constant. And the fact that you said that it's about safety, being able to move through change. And there's also, I want to bring up and have you also talk about this level of like a grief process too, which is why I also think that a lot of people, this is all my opinion. So I'm like, don't worry, I'm not going to bring anybody else. Everybody thinks this, but when I see people not changing or leaning into it, it's because there's this major fear that they're going to lose something and they're not going to get something that's going to be better than, or there's going to be this comparison. Well, if I change, then I'm going to lose this. And there's a grief process. And I, and I don't believe always that the grief process is a bad thing. So I would love it if you sure. could talk about, you know, there's that level of acceptance too, right? That acceptance of, hey, like there is going to be a little grief involved and that's okay. And to not run away from those emotions that happen and grant yourself permission with this fear and this grief. I think that's a great point, Michael. 
when I'm thinking about the grief process in relation to change, uh, what, what's coming up for me is thinking about as people in recovery, as uh, just people in general, right? That when we're seeking, when, when we have that change experience confront us, what we're confronted with is that fear that, that you were talking about and that grief that can come up around it. And we maybe mislabel it or misinterpret it or just we aren't connected with it in a, in a different way, especially pre-recovery or even early stages of recovery. And for me, so much of my life was so inconsistent and I craved stability and I just couldn't figure out a way to have that integrity to consistently engage in behaviors that would provide some stability in my life. So when change happened to me pre-recovery, it was terrifying because it was unpredictable and I didn't feel safe because of that unpredictability. So even if a change is good or bad or whatever it is, it's still scary because I want something that's predictable because even if it's bad, I know it's coming and that makes me feel safe. So if I can predict something, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the devil that I know kind of situation. When I get into recovery, again, having that foundation where I feel secure enough internally that I can let go of a situation, let go of that need for predictability, I'm able to access the grief process. I'm able to, you know, to, to refer back to our previous conversation that we had in episode four, I'm able to let go of that story a little bit, right? Like I'm, I'm telling myself a narrative here that, you know, I can't do this or I can't do that, or this can't ha- if this change happens, this, all these bad things will happen. And, you know, sometimes that's our experience with change because we haven't been able to navigate it with some level of grace. So it's changes that it's, it's a scary thing because we've had these adverse experiences with it. But for me, what it looks like today is I can look at that difficult emotion of grief and go, oh, I am, this change is like, you know, COVID, a lot of change has happened in this time, you know, and, and to have to consistently be embracing it is, is really difficult and you need community and, oh, virtual meetings, this, or phone calls aren't the same. Well, that's a story to some degree true, but also that's, what, what am I going to let that stop me from making those calls or getting on those meetings? You know, that's, you know, something's better than nothing. And, and you know, I want to create those connections. And I know from my personal recovery circle, like people that really held on to those stories and didn't really process the grief of in-person meetings not really happening right now are really struggling because they didn't, weren't able to embrace the change of a virtual meeting or whatever it is, or, or calling people on the phone more or FaceTiming more, whatever we're doing to be safe and engage with other people. And there is that level of being able to feel safe enough to go, ah, this is a real bummer. Like I want to just give my friends a hug <laughs> and I want to see them and I, I want to have meals with them and I, I want to do these things, but I also want to be safe. And, and if I'm able to process that stuff, like you were saying, that grief aspect of being able to emotionally connect with it and without it destroying me or without it informing decision-making or that fear around it kind of really impacting my behaviors. And when I feel secure, that change, like I was saying earlier, is going to not destabilize me nearly as much. Oh, it's cool, again, bringing up the stories, because sometimes the reason why we don't change is just like you said, you nailed it, Brian, the stories that we tell ourselves. And are those stories harmful or hurtful to what could potentially happen for us, right? And, and I love that. And I think that you kind of, you started to kind of talk about it, but not fully, but being able to talk about it, right? Just verbalize, you know, this is uncomfortable and to actually walk through it instead of holding it in and being resistant because I believe there's a level of energy that's exhausting when we fight change instead of leaning into it and embracing it. We can even go into that topic is that ego, right? That ego and the humility of just being like, 
if yeah. I accept this change, like, you know, I'm not going to be the best or, you know, people are going to look at me differently and worrying so much about that instead of being like, oh, well, what could this actually do for me? That's a great perspective. And uh, humility is a great thing to consider when we're thinking about our willingness to engage with change and inconsistency or whatever's happening. And for a 12-step person, we're honest, open, and willing. That's kind of what we're, what we're trying to get after. And humility doesn't always have to come through humiliation, which in the beginning of my recovery often had to come through. I had to, the only way I knew how to access humility was consistently being defeated and demoralized. <laughs> and today that's, that's a much different you know, experience. But when it comes to that, I think I had a hard time with accessing that humility because I needed to know things. I was very confident or, you know, overly confident, false pride kind of stuff going on where I was trying to create that sense of security through knowing stuff. And I thought I knew too much. What I was doing was creating an equation that left no room for something greater than myself. So if Brian was thinking about a plan and that plan didn't have, this for my 12-step people, didn't have my higher power involved in that equation, then it was always met with this frustration. Like, how am I going to work this? This change can't happen. If anything happened to that plan, it would just destabilize the entire situation. And there's a lot of variables going on in that, that kind of an equation, right? And when I'm thinking about what it looks like today, like I can leave room for the great mystery to unfold and be okay with it. I can leave room for the, just the diverse experience to happen. And it's not going to ruin Brian's little plan. And I don't need to worry about knowing every little thing and being okay with be saying like, I don't know, maybe this is good. Like it feels like it hurts a little bit now. I'm grieving a little bit. I'm going to embrace that emotion. I'm not going to let that emotion block me from walking through this experience. And who knows what's on the other end of it? Because I have no idea. Because if you've done a first step, you've established you're not God. <laughs> you're not your higher power, right? So who knows what's on the other end? And to have the humility to know that I don't know everything and be willing to be open to whatever happening and that whatever happening may be positive, may be challenging, may be ultimately good for me. I don't know, but I'm willing to kind of experience it. And that, you know, I think it really comes down to that. And that's kind of where I'm at today. And that certainly didn't happen overnight. Like that's, you know, work, you know, putting in time, working on that foundation and in recovery, doing the 12 step work, doing my clinical work, you know, staying, staying involved with what I need to involve with, with my recovery support network. And over time, moved towards that understanding and that perspective. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a great approach to thinking about changes, that humility and letting go of that need to know and allowing for the unknown to happen. And, and who knows, it could be great. I always lay that out. You know, I'm an Eagles fan and this, they're having a really bad season right now. <laughs> there are football fans out there. And, you know, I love Carson Wentz and they just benched him and all that stuff. And Jalen Hurts is up and I'm, yeah, you know, I just, Hey, who knows? whatever, you know, like I'm upset and they're having a terrible season, but maybe next season, who knows, maybe something will change. <laughs> I try to, I just try to, even though everything in my body's like, this is awful. I just try to leave myself that little bit of out, that little bit of possibility that something great could happen. Who knows? It, Cause it is, it's possible. It's within the realm of possibilities for things to happen. And, and I got to make room for that. Yeah. One thing that is like now imprinted on me is when you said leave room for the mystery, like leave room for the mystery guys. And so with all of this being said, cause you've dropped some serious gold, Brian Tierney, if there is a couple tips or tricks or just advice, even you could give to that person or persons that are listening to this episode, 
that are so scared or so resistant to change, what would be just a couple things that you would say to them? Like, listen, you person, human person, having, you a, person. <laughs> you know, <laughs> having a human experience. Uh, that's why I have to tell myself that a lot when working with, with some people, sometimes you're doing a very human thing right now. So I think what has been helpful for me and what I try to share with people is don't try to intellectualize yourself out of change and think about it. I think oftentimes going to the fundamentals of what my recovery is, whatever that is for you, going back to that is going to help me build my foundation. It's going to help me feel more secure. And then change isn't going to, especially difficult or challenging change, isn't going to cut as deep if I'm secure in that space, right? That for the 12 step people out there, the book calls that like being spiritually fit, right? Like I, I have a daily reprieve based on the maintenance of my spiritual condition, right? For everyone else out there, you know, basically just whatever you're doing to work on yourself, go back to those fundamentals and work on those things. And then you may find that whatever challenging change you're having, isn't cutting as deep. It may still be there, but you, it's not that big block of fear that is just stopping you from being able to navigate through that experience. That would be the number one thing that I would recommend. Like fundamentals when it comes to the recovery process can be really, really helpful. If those are solid, other things in life tend to fall in line. Guys, there you have it. Brian Tierney, you just said some amazing things. And as you're even talking about like everything that you've described, especially the fact that we're humans, you know, I was like, I could talk for you for hours on this, but just being okay with being human and that change is constant and to, you know, understand and give yourself permission to be upset or feel the feels and move through it instead of holding on to that energy. I just, I love that you brought up we're human. Yeah. And I think just to touch on it uh, quickly is uh, what we're doing in recovery is not to rid ourselves of the human experience. It's not that I'm not going to be afraid anymore. It's not that I'm not going to be jealous or get resentful. It's just that I'm going to be able to navigate those things with with grace. And I'm going to be able to experience those things without them like destroying me. So I'm not ridding myself of the human experience. I'm learning a new design for reacting to it to engaging with it. And that's a a fundamental thing that I I like to share with a lot of people because, you know, we're going through and it's like, I can't believe I'm still afraid of this or I'm still resentful of this. It's like, yeah, but is it cutting as deep? Are you drinking over it? Are you causing a lot of damage in your life over it? No, this is what progress looks like. So I just like to point that out that, you know, I can have expectations around what change will look like for me internally and having to let go of that and just notice that like, where's the progress being made here? Yeah. Oh, Brian Dearney, thank you so much for just bringing so much wisdom and so much knowledge and a way to talk about this that I feel like for me, at least it's easy to understand and to want to embrace it. And so thank you so much for your time. Time is the most precious gift that we have and we don't get that back either. And I just want to say thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, I'm really grateful to be here, Michael. Anytime I love being on this with you and talking with you and just getting an opportunity to sit down and chat for a little bit, I'm always super grateful for. So thank you for for having me and reaching out and connecting. It's always oh, good. This is what we do, you guys. We just, you yeah. guys, like this is what we do on the show. Like we let we help you, we elevate you, we make you uncomfortable, we help you change your state of mind. Woo! That's what I am to say. And <laughs> <laughs> Brian's like, oh god. <laughs> That's so, amazing. So with that being said, all of you amazing humans, get out there, go slay your day. I want to remind you that if there's someone that you know is struggling with addiction, please call the Harmony Foundation at 866 
686-786-7867. Recovery is a journey and harmony gives you the map. All right, you guys get back to that in sync Christmas album. I'll see you next week. <laughs>